Welcome to the Don Pravda and Erica Gray Show. The Twist. I'm Erica Gray. And I'm Don Pravda. Welcome. And welcome to another Train Talks. Today we're going to talk about, is Israel moving away from democracy, Don? That seems to be the consensus among world leaders. Let me throw in the Amet. Amet means truth in Hebrew. And the answer is, Israel is a democracy. There's no question about it. And on this Train Talk, we're going to prove it. That is true. Prove it, Mr. Pravda. Well, you saw some enormous demonstrations in Israel uh, over this judicial reform. Uh, I agree with Prime Minister Netanyahu is claiming that this nation of his is a true democracy. Because look at any other nation. They have demonstrations. America has big demonstrations and protests on a regular basis. Some are small, some are enormous. Uh, we had a tragedy on January 6th, but years ago, the Ku Klux Klan demonstrated on Washington, D.C. with hundreds of thousands of people. There were demonstrations during the Vietnam War in the United States of America. Many of them were in Washington, D.C. They were enormous crowds. There was a huge demonstrations by the black community, Black Lives Matter. So my conclusion is, and of course, you're quite aware there are strikes all the time with demonstrations in Rome and Paris and other regions of France, they happen. I agree with Mr. Netanyahu. Demonstrations, protests occur in democracies. Mr. Netanyahu was able to build a coalition. He is a legitimate prime minister, and his group is Likud. They are more right-wing, and I must tell you, my opinion, they are flourishing right now and going through some changes. What do you say? Well, the idea seemed to be that the proposal itself was undemocratic. Oh, wow. We're really, this is like being in a boat. Oh wait, we're gonna no. be in a boat later. We're moving. We're gonna be in a boat, Doug. We're yeah, gonna be in a boat. This is giving us the practice. Yes, the we're getting practice. We're getting seasick yeah. on the MTA train going to Manhattan. Okay, so the idea was that what was proposed was on the Democratic. What's your take on that, Mr. Pravda? Well, first of all, wisely, he tabled the proposal, and uh, in fact, during the month of April, and there, there were, there's a variety of Holocaust memorials that are being planned. We're right on the edge of the 75th anniversary of, of Israel. There's a big, besides Passover, which is one of the major holidays in Judaism, almost since uh, it's an ancient holiday. So the prime minister has let the proposal go for April, however, there are discussions in the back. And uh, there's another very important event in April, and that is a day remembering the fallen soldiers of Israel. 
So wisely, he has tabled the proposal behind the scenes. They're having discussions. A certain minister was let go in Israel. That's kind of controversial, but I think they will come to conclusions and eventually will have an agreement that they will knock out just in the way that Mr. Netanyahu formed. Well, the idea was that the original proposal gives too much power to the government and too much say to the government. That's right. And it's not balanced. And so that is the core issue. What's your thoughts on that? Well, there, there's going to be very detailed changes. It, it's sort of like minutiae. That's very hard to understand, but it's going to give, uh, ultimately, the left wing a little more say and control rather than just having the government dictate who will be head of the Supreme Court. And you'll be hearing a lot about that in the coming months. But you want to know what I think, Don? You want to know what I think? Diego, may tell me. Do you want to know what I really think? I think I think a lot of the world just waits to diss Israel yes. and to just slam it in any way that they can. There's almost an inbred hatred. It's almost they don't even realize it, but objectively, I can see it. They're so hypercritical of Israel when other nations do similar things or other leaders, it doesn't seem to get the same press that Israel gets. So there's almost this, it's unexplainable. Would you say there's almost an inbred sort of well, the, distaste, maybe the, hatred isn't the word. The enemies of Israel look for opportunity. These demonstrations, which have been prolonged and very large gives the enemies of Israel opportunity to march against Israel. They have their own march and protest and they're slamming Israel and they show the protesters in Israel. However, as I said earlier, it also is proving something else. Israel is the true only democracy in the Middle East and they are a partner and a very solid partner with the United States of America and, like, and likewise the United States of America has been a long standing partner with Israel. Of course there have been some issues and problems. This is a real bumper, bumper ride. This is like uh, the bumper ride in the, in the Coney Island oh, yes. and, and the ferry you know, going up and down Ooh, on the Coney Island fun. ride. But we're but we're troopers. We're strong, mm -hmm. and I think there's. You were saying down well, before we almost got thrown into the stone wall. And I think among Israel supporters, and you will parry my remarks in the evangelical world, there's a lot of confusion there yes. as to what's happening in Israel. Yes, exactly, because there's no real direction, but we're providing direction. The other thing is when you talk about the U.S. being the friend of Israel, let's let's talk about the two-state solution. What kind of friend would promote a policy that is so detrimental 
to its friend of a of a people that embrace terrorists who want to eliminate the friend. I mean, how much is it of of a friend is the United States when it's not coming up with something more creative to appeal to the Palestinians, such as a one-state solution with Israel heading a federation, the Palestinians within a virtual state within the state, giving them a state within the state. I mean, why is that not a solution? Why? So I guess I'm questioning on how much is the United States really a friend when it's embracing policy and throwing dollars, essentially, at Israel's enemies. Well, one of them, because you know where those dollars were going under Arafat, in his pockets, too. Which made him, at the time, a billionaire, as we know. So let's talk about this friendship. What kind of a friendship is it? The friendship is can be strained. I think best of friends have chapters that are strained. Right now there is uh, a certain strain. However, Mr. Netanyahu, it's not my words, it's his words, they know each other for 40 years, Netanyahu and President Biden. They're not strangers to each other. They understand politics. And uh, Mr. Biden has been around a long time. I'd like to remind you that uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu was the UN ambassador of Israel to the UN in the 1980s. Excuse me, Tom. Yeah. Biden has been around so long, he's, long left. he's leaving fossil prints. Time. Right. Yeah, and right, in fact, uh, I believe Mr. Biden has said he knew George Washington, John Adams, and Thomas Jefferson. And, <laughs> and why do I yes, believe that? that? Yes, uh, that's how long he's been around. Why do I believe? And, uh, and, his, and his foreign policy is so archaic. But, it's out uh, of the dark ages. But uh, he didn't know the prophet Moses. That's unfortunate. And if he knew the prophet Moses, Moses would tell him, we want our land and we need to keep all of our land. Everywhere. Oh, wow, John, the train has stopped. This is really cool. This is really we cool. We have no the motion. The train has stopped. And uh, it's, it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful spring day. And now we get a chance to look out the window and see the trees. Oh, let's see. Maybe I'll give a little view. And a little view of the trees and the buildings in the background. And when you enter New York, generally you, you see all kinds of red bricks in the buildings. And... It becomes very urbane. Mm-hmm. But uh, so anyway, Biden is a dinosaur. A dinosaur. I mean, he's not just a dinosaur because he's older. But I don't. But actually, with with age comes wisdom, and comes a lot of knowledge. Well, some well, debate that he's lost. You know, he's got dementia. But if, well, but uh, the idea is he's a dinosaur in his foreign policy. His foreign policy is Cold War era policy. We're in a multipolar world. The world has changed and shifted. You have the rise of the empires. You have the African Union. You have the European Union, India. 
major powers now. Russia's in a very different place than what it was under the Soviet Union, although the Western powers will not recognize that and are trying to crush Russia. So we're in a very different geopolitical lineup. We get it done, and that's what we're reporting on. We're reporting on this new lineup of empires and the aim of the empires, which is European Union is writing rules, making rules now, doing what's best for it. India is doing what's best for it. The United States, I don't know what we're doing under Biden. But anyway, that's our, I got off on a rabbit trail. What's best? But back to the friendship. Well, I'd like to throw in a word called money. Money. Uh, the Jewish community in APAC has raised millions of dollars for Mr. Biden during his career. Uh, I might know something about it. I met him at the APAC convention myself. Mm-hmm. He was a guest speaker. He was introduced to the General Assembly of APAC, I would have to say in the year would be 1994, after I introduced Governor Lawton Childs of Florida to the General Assembly. Mm-hmm. I was with him. He okay. has been a friend. Now, friendships have a way, and you know, we, we discussed this uh, mm-hmm. several times, friendships have chapters, friendships have strains. Friendships actually may end. I don't believe that's going to happen mm-hmm. between Israel and in America. However, there is some stresses on this friendship now. They have a right-wing government. Mr. Biden is a, he calls himself a centrist Democrat. That's his expression. Hold on, Don, we're stopping. 125th Street now, so it'll be a little Street bit noisy. 125th Street is known as Harlem, by so, the way. We're in Harlem. So let's see, I'll get a little view of buildings. Let's see. That's it. And then after, after 125th Street, we go in the tunnel. So anyway, I mean, I know that, of course, America has been a big friend to Israel, but the question is, with different administrations, what kind of friend with a two-state solution constantly being pushed? And so that's my two cents. That's my thoughts. Well, at the time, Vice President of the United States, Joseph Biden, met with Mr. Netanyahu, mm-hmm. that's a while back now, when Obama was president, and he did express there's not a lot of friendship with Israel in this particular administration, but Mr. Biden expressed his personal friendship for Israel when he was okay. vice president of the United States, mm-hmm. not too shabby a position. True. Well, we'll see where this is all going to go because when the U.S. dollar tanks, which it's on its way to, Russia and the BRIC nations are fast working against the dollar, the world is shifting, we'll see. Europe, uh, Israel seems to be able to benefit greatly from 
relations with the European Union, which we're going to be covering. And so let's see where this is all going to shift. Meanwhile, Don, any final words? Any final words? Well, Passover is ended. Shavuot is coming, the giving of the Torah to Israel. It's a beautiful day in New York. We're heading to Grand Central Station. We're going to the United Nations. We're going to Staten Island Ferry and to we're going to be in the Wall Street area as well. So And we're going to hit Macy's. Absolutely. Let's not get Macy's, which is a oh, an we're old wait for the tunnel. Just showing them the tunnel. So we're underground now. Underneath Manhattan. Okay, so be sure to hit the subscribe button and check out our Amazon store. And shalom, shalom, shalom. And stay tuned for our next broadcast. Next time for more from Don Provder and Erica Gray for their twist on world news.